Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I'm Austin Bechtel with your fan headlines. Pitt has found a replacement for Charlie Partridge as their new defensive line coach. Tim Douse, who has previously worked with Pat Narduzzi at NIU and Cincinnati, has been hired as the new D-line coach. Also, Penguins tonight, first of a back-to-back against the Florida Panthers, 7.30 PPG Paints Arena. The Penguins are also going to honor Yarmou Yager this weekend with his jersey retirement. But first, tomorrow in Chicago at 8.30, Pitt basketball, big win, 74-63 that you heard right here on 93.7 The Fan. And your Odyssey app against number 21, Virginia. The Panthers are back at home Saturday, 6.30 against Louisville. Our coverage begins at 6 o'clock. Headlines are powered by Bowser and Genesis of Monroeville. Now open for more. Go to 937thefan.com. Let's head out to the Sullivan Super Service Fan Hotline, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years. Pitchers and catchers report or reported today, which is always a great day. And here to talk about that, who better than former Pirates catcher, now Pirates analyst, Michael McHenry. Fort McHenry, they call him. Michael, how are you today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. And it is a special day. It's not just the love day. It's actually the battery day. And so it's a special day today. Well, let's start with your position, because that is a huge question for the Pirates. And the first guy, before we get to Henry Davis, let's talk about Andy Rodriguez and the impact of losing him. I was a big fan. I thought, and I still think he's on a star track, Michael. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, if you talk to anybody in the clubhouse, including um, the coaches, the players, whether it's personnel, you can talk about some of the employees that just have ran into him. What type of person he is, everybody believes he's a leader. And that's what you want behind the play. You want a guy that has that service mentality, that leadership ability. And first and foremost, that's what he has. He's a guy that thinks about everybody else before he thinks about himself. And then you see the ability, you see the talent just two years ago. He's one of the best players in all minor league baseball. He's kind of floating around, playing different positions. Last year, they decided to make him a catcher. And I, I thought he was making incredible progress, especially his last two weeks of the season, offensively, defensively. And then he gets in, tries to play some winter ball this offseason, hurts his arm. I hate to see it, but he's not going to waste his time. He's a guy that's going to grow. He's going to learn. He's going to come back better from it. And I'm really excited to see him kind of evolve, even during a really tough time. Yeah, I hope. And that was his throwing arm, right? I mean, I think it was a UCL and a mm-hmm. repair of a flexor tendon. I, I just hope that doesn't affect his ability to, because he really showed that ability just to gun people down, right? 
Absolutely. And how good the surgeries are nowadays. I mean, they have three different types of uh, Tommy John's now. I mean, I think he's going to be just fine. And it's going to be faster than the normal Tommy John because he doesn't have to get on the mound, you know, work his pitches into the mix, you know, kind of figure out how to throw down a slope. He may be back within a year, exactly. So I'm really excited. Hopefully, got my fingers crossed that he'll actually be DHing at some point in the minor league so he can get some at-bats and be ready to go next year. Well, that brings us, Michael, to maybe I – th- I think there's three big mysteries surrounding this team. I'm going to ask you about all three. One, is O'Neill Cruz going to be the guy, the same guy health-wise? Two, when are we going to see Paul Skeens? But three, and the Pirates kept this a mystery by not having him catch last year – can Henry Davis catch at the major league level? Is it going to is it going to impact his ability on the offensive end by putting so much time into this? Are we even going to see him back there for the majority of the games? Tell us. So, if you want me to start with Henry Davis, I think the signing of Grandall kind of pushes him back into Triple A. Um, I think if you if you think about all the things they did last year with Indy Rodriguez about development, about growth, he needs to learn how to handle his staff. He needs to really refine his skills. I think that's what we're going to start hearing with Henry Davis. Now, with that being said, he's going to get every opportunity in spring training to show what he can do. And if he comes out and he does his thing, he's been working really hard and he was a one, one. I mean, he's a guy that, you know, we didn't hear much about him not being able to catch when he came into pro ball. So I'm excited to see what he can do. I know his mindset is that he can handle this and I believe he can. So, Worst case scenario, he's in AAA developing, and we have you know three guys that are you know at least big league ready, if not better. So I, I think we're going to be okay. Well, Back let me there, jump I, in. I, let me jump in, Michael, because yeah, that's please, that's please, a headline. Please. That's a headline right there. Uh, if Henry Davis starts in AAA, and are you saying that if that were to happen, well, let let me phrase it this way: Do you think he's major league ready offensively? Like if he was playing right field, would you feel better about him starting with the big club? Yeah, I think offensively, I, I think he is ready. I, I think he showed some signs when he came back because he played hurt a lot of the year last year. Even even in the minor leagues, that hand was never 100%. And he's a tough kid, and he's really, really intelligent. I think he overthought the game at times. And I think he's going to come back a different guy and understand maybe his identity in the big leagues. It, it does take a little bit of time. If these guys just take a baby step forward, it's going to look like a huge step in, in the game because – it's a very hard game. You just want to get a little bit better each and every day and season by season. If you can just make sure that you learn what they were telling you last season. And I really think he did. Now, with that being said, his value behind the plate is incredibly high. If he can hit and catch enough mm. in the outfield, it's going to be a lot, a lot different. I mean, it's going to be very hard for him to be a plus defender, you know, right out of the gate. It's going to take a lot of time but he could still play out there. And that value of him being able to move around with how well he can swing the bat is huge for the Pirates. Yeah, I was going to ask you, is it worth it? Is it Because to me, yes, it's a premium position, obviously, but you take a guy 1-1 primarily if you think he has the bat, I think. So is it worth it to put all this time into hoping he develops into you know an above-average defensive player uh, as a catcher and when you could have his bat in the meantime and just let him worry about his bat and, and go from there. Is it, is it worth it? That's the hardest part. And that's where there's going to be a lot of arguments. Um, if he comes out and has a big spring with his bat and other guys aren't hitting and they send him to AAA to develop as a catcher, 
you're going to want to wonder why, right? But the reality of that position right now, the value of being defensively capable or even above average brings so much value to the team. That's why you're going to see the delay. That's why you're going to see the Alvarez. And if Grindall can take a step forward, he's had some tough years the last couple of years, but they're taking a chance on maybe he can get back into that form he was when he was a plus defender and he was above average at the plate. You're talking about three guys that are very adequate, if not above you know, average across the board behind the plate. So it gives him a little bit of time, and maybe he can come up with Paul Skeens. Okay, let's move on to that one then. Uh, let's say you yeah. were, you know, <laughs> I you, you up right there, didn't I? <laughs> you did. That was a fastball right down the middle. You know a lot about developing pitchers. I just read where Jim Bowden thinks that the Pirates might hold Skeens back until September. What's best for him? What would you do? I would let it play out week by week. Um, I, I think we're not going to see him until at least May. I, I think the only way that really happens is they sign another pitcher. Because you, you look at the innings and you look at the guys they've signed in Gonzalez and Perez, they're trying to find guys that are, are very good major league pitchers. They're not necessarily great, but they've had great success at times, but they've been very reliable. You look at how we ended the year last year, we only had two starting pitchers. We were doing openers. We were doing bullpen days. And that's not where you want to be, especially when you're trying to protect some young, young talent. And that's what we have. We have – a plethora of really good arms in AAA and AA, even in high A. We're going to be some of the best pitching in all of minor league baseball when it comes to the top of minor leagues. So you want to protect him, and I think you could see him in May, late May, early June. I don't think it has anything to do with the Super 2 status. I think it has to do with, hey, if, if we go deep into this season, can we have these guys available? Can they be ready? That's what they're going to be kind of playing with when it comes to innings, how many pitches they're throwing and their development. All right. I think you win with stars, and I think O'Neill Cruz has has the potential to be their biggest star. Do you think he's fully healthy, fully ready to do everything he did physically that he that he could do before the injury? I think he's, let's say, 90% until he gets out on the field and plays. Um, I, I, I can, I mean, a guy that's had six knee surgeries and came back from everything I've had, it, it does take a little bit and it's not the physical side. It's the mental side. Mm. That's why spring training is going to be so important for him. You're going to see him get a lot of reps. Um, he's got a slide. He's got to have that play at the plate where, you know, he runs through the catcher instead of tries to stop and make a juke move. Like he's a running back. All those things are going to be important to see that, that step forward. But I do think by the end of spring training, you're going to see, the superhuman back on that field and, and ready to go. Michael McHenry on the Sullivan Super Service Fan Hotline, uh, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years. This is great stuff, Michael. It truly is. What do you think of uh, the addition of Aroldis Chapman? And, and as an addendum to that question, what was it like to face that guy when he was throwing 103, <laughs> 4, and 5? Well, the crazy thing is he's still throwing 103, 4, and 5. Uh, <laughs> so it's it's been remarkable to see him kind of evolve. I mean, he, he completely changed his game a couple of years ago, reworked his mechanics, and developed a split finger, which has been just dynamite for him. Um, I do think it's a very interesting sign. You think about the back end of our bullpen, which was good to begin with, and we kind of upped the ante and, and, and doubled down on our strength, which – 
you know, a lot of people have you know, said they like, some people say they don't like. I'm, I'm kind of right in the middle of it. I see it as a huge positive, and here's why. Because, one, we get a dynamite arm in that bullpen that could step up, close some games, set up some games, even pitching the seventh inning. You think about pitching Chapman, throwing 101, 102 in the seventh inning. He's very familiar with this division. He's going to be able to pour into some of the young guys like Fernandez, Lefty, last year that we got from Rule 5 that we said, man, this guy's going to be something special. So there's a lot of positives. And I think the one thing nobody's talking about, when you get assets like that, what he was able to give back to the Kansas City Royals when they changed him, uh, traded him to Texas was a 1-1 pitcher, one of the best left-handed arms in all of baseball when it comes to young pitching. And he just needed a new uniform and a new place without all that pressure. And he went there and just dominated. So the chances are good, bad, or ugly. We could trade him and get a really, really good asset back, a guy that could be here for a long time. I don't know if that'll happen. I'm hoping they they get deep in the playoffs. But even if they do, we're going to have a great bullpen with or without him starting this season. And that's the crazy part is they added more and they got the best region available when it came to a bullpen arm, which is really impressive. Oh, and and about facing him, it was not easy. I I did like facing him. I love facing guys with velocity. I can't imagine facing them now with that split finger because that changes the tempo completely. And a split finger you really can't see because the, the arm speed, you know, he's throwing as hard as he absolutely can. It's still not coming out. But about 90 miles an hour, so you have that 10-mile-an-hour difference. It's very, very tough. Do you think there's more, uh, another level to get to for Mitch Keller? And if so, what? Is he going to add to his arsenal, refine his arsenal? Where do you see his season going, Michael? I think he just got to the point where he can say, now it's time to just go do it again and be as predictable as possible. You know, you look at kind of his trajectory, really struggled for three years trying to figure out who he was, came to the point where he went to tread and he really maximized his movements in his body and having great mobility, which was a huge issue for him. He comes back throwing 100, and then he learned how to pitch, and then he developed a couple new pitches. And I'll never forget asking him, you know, hey, what's this offseason look like? He goes, I'm going to go, and I'm going to become the best version of myself without trying to fiddle, without trying to do something new. I'm just going to get better at everything I'm already good at. And you you can't hear a better thing from a guy that was an all-star that he just wants to refine the pitches, make sure they're more consistent. Maybe it's just getting in the zone more consistently to put away pitches. It's going to be so much better watching him go and not have to fiddle. He's just going to go and get ready for, for the season, which is outstanding. All right, Michael, you're the greatest ever to play this game. It's called free association. We use clips of your first time doing this as a, as an instructional video for others who are about to try it. I give you a quick question. (laughs) Come on now. You give me, I'm serious. You give me a quick answer. Are you ready for this? I am. All right, let me find the questions. That would make it a lot better here. Um, who would your leadoff <laughs> guy be for the Pirates? Andrew McCutcheon. Who's going to lead? Wow. Hold on a second here. We have to halt the game right now. Explain that one. Um, he's one of the best on-base guys in baseball. I think it'd be a terror to see a guy like that. I mean, you could say O'Neill Cruz. Um, I, I like hitting him right in the middle lineup. 
so I'm, I'm going to stick with my boy, Andrew. I think he's going to have a huge year too, but I'd be fine with him being right in the middle lineup too because I think he's going to have a 20-plus homer season. All right, I already broke the rules. That's that's a great answer. Who's going <laughs> who's gonna to lead the team in home runs? Jack Swinski. Who's the everyday second baseman? Figueroa. Does Kutch play the field at all? Yes. More than 30 games in the field? If they're good, yes. Rowdy Tellez. 25-plus homers? No. Who's the other first baseman most of the time? Joe and Triolo. When does Termar Johnson hit the big leagues? September. Wow, I'd love to see that. Contreras or Ortiz more likely to rebound? Contreras. Who catches most of the time? Uh, Grandall. Quinn Priester in the rotation, and does he stay in the rotation? He'll start in triple A. New pitching additions. Perez, Gonzalez, which you like better? Gonzalez. Thank you, Michael. You're welcome. Unbelievable stuff. (laughs) I appreciate it. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I I like that game. We'll talk to you. Hopefully, I'd love to talk to you once a week if we could. That'd be great. Thanks, man. Hey, anytime. I love talking ball with you, and you guys have a wonderful day. That was absolutely incranculent, City Limits. You know what I love about that guy? What's that? He's got opinions that other people don't have, and he just fires them out there. And I had, the, honestly, the same thoughts on everything with Word Association, except McCutcheon batting leadoff and also who will catch every day. I think Termar Johnson could be up here in September. If they're good, if they're not, and you'll wait till next year. I'd but love it. Well, he's only 19. I'd is. love to see that. And he'll play the everyday second baseman, potentially. Hold on a second here. Is Kabali next? He is. Now forget about him. Let's talk about this for a second. Henry Davis. Henry Davis starting in Triple A to to master catching. That would be a major disappointment at the start of the year. Major disappointment. But it would be kind of true with what they've basically said and shown. If they honestly want to turn him into a catcher, I think you almost have to do that. It would be ridiculous for this guy. He's clearly not ready. If he was, they would have had him catch last year. And they said Uh, they claim the injury is the reason why he did not catch in the last 30 games or so of the year. But like I said, is it is it worth it? Do you really think um, that he can become a premier defensive catcher or above average even? Or did you draft him number one overall? I get it. You, you do that because he can hit and play that premium position. But maybe you've gotten the idea that, hmm, maybe he's not really a catcher. You still drafted him number one overall for his bat. So as McHenry said, if this guy's tearing up spring training with his bat, and they send him to AAA to refine his catching. That ain't going to go over well anywhere. But it would be interesting. McCutcheon as leadoff guy? I understand he had a high on-base percentage. I like Cruz as my leadoff guy. Um, I like somebody a little more dynamic. I understand you get on base. That's sort of the idea. But you also still need to be able to fly around the bases and things like that. What else did he say that was noteworthy? Jack Sawinski lead the team at home runs? Yeah. Thought, I'm kind of surprised it wasn't Cruz. Quinn Priester, he said, starting off in AAA. It wouldn't surprise he, me, especially he, if they do get another starter, which has been rumored out there right. in the trade. I think Edward Cabrera was the guy mentioned. Who did he say Contreras or Ortiz more likely to rebound? Contreras. I agree. Ortiz is wild. Contreras, 
was there. Ortiz is wild. Contreras was a broken man by the time he we lost, saw him last. What? He was Pedro trying to throw to first. He lost three miles per hour on his fastball. I mean, uh, it didn't I might make go sense. Ortiz on that. I hope. I hope they're both talented guys. And I hope Contreras can rebound, but man, he looked more broken to me than Ortiz did. You obviously hope that all three of them, Contreras, Priester, and Ortiz, can figure it out. But in a real-world scenario, you would imagine that one of the three, just playing the odds, will figure it out and find a way to at least be in the bottom of their rotation. Skeens, he said May or early June he could see. That ain't going to go over well either, although, although I believe that. I agree. I'd say early June. This makes the most sense. This is absolutely incorrigible, incredible, incranculent, incomparable. That Base guy is back. great. He's, He's great. Fantastic, yeah. Isn't he? He is. He's good. Make sure you secure him once a week. Don't let the other producers of the other shows get him ever. Okay? I know there's a fight among producers to get guys on shows. Wednesdays, I want, Thursdays? I want you in the battle. You don't get him for your other shows that you're doing. <laughs> Only this show. Let's go to war. Let's do it. Okay, are you with me or are you on those other shows? I'm with you. How many times do you do this show? Wednesdays and Thursdays. I'm on the morning show Tuesday and Friday. So it's 2-2. Two, two. Where are you on the other day of the week? 50-50. On Mondays? Yeah. Nowhere. Not here. Nowhere okay. to be found. Uh, you like me better than them, right? I can't just come out and say that. Yeah, you do. And and you have McHenry's number. I do. Text him and say you're exclusive to the, to, uh, the midday show. Okay? We'll do. The morning show has Neil Walker a lot. Yeah, they have. I don't get Neil Walker. Thank you, City Limits. Very kindly. Thank you. Um, Steelers apologist Mark Cabali up next. At the- <laughs> <laughs> the Trubisky apologist. Uh, no, at the you're not allowed to take shots at him. Oh, yet. I He'll won't. come after I won't you. Take any shots? Only at I can. Only I can take shots at Cabali. No, Steelers beat writer Mark Cabali next, uh, talking about many, 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 many things. People like Ogan Joby, Patrick Peterson, Allen Robinson, are they safe now that they didn't get cut in the first round? And, of course, we're going to open with quarterback talk. Where else would we open? This Justin Fields thing is heating up a little bit. Fan text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates Personal Injury Law Firm, where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Fan Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. All day long, by the way, on that fan text line, I want to see texts. Our friend uh, City Limits here is monitoring them all day, and he's going to do a best of for our second edition of Text in the City. That's how we're going to. That's how we're going to finish this show from now on. Uh, who knows? It may last as the Joe Show. They may bring people in. I, I don't know what they're doing. All I'm just trying to play for today. I'm trying to win one game at a time here, and I think Text in the City was great yesterday. Did you hear it, City Limits? I did not. You're just the guy for it. Mark Cabali next. First, J.P. Roofing, which means I get to talk about Joe Patochnik, and I think I'm golfing with him next week, and I think that may be in Florida. So that's going to be pretty good. We'll get a chance to reminisce about how he and his mustache started a business many years ago. Huddled, I believe it was at a hotel in a, in a uh, conference room, and the mustache had an idea. Let's start a business together. Let's take that risk. We don't want bosses, do we, Joe? And Joe said, no, I don't want a boss. I want to be my own boss. Let's do this. 42 years later, look at them. Look at them both. Platinum preferred company, nationally recognized company. Man, they've been out to my house a couple times and did spectacular work that I never thought about twice afterwards. 
They just fixed it. That was, and, and that was that. About five years ago, that happened. My friend A-Rod, Andrew Rodriguez. $500 off right now, any roofing or siding installation. Give them a call at JP Roofing and Siding, 412-829-7711. That's 829-7711. I'm Austin Bechtel with your fan headlines. The Pirates have officially announced the signings of left-handed pitcher Josh Fleming and catcher Yasmani Grandal to a one-year deal. Fleming, which was officially reported today, Grandal during the Super Bowl, both added to the 40-man roster to make room. Johan Oviedo and Andy Rodriguez were placed on the 60-day injured list. You heard it last night right here on the fan. Pitt beat number 21, Virginia, 74-63. to Pitt dominated the second half. 27 points from Blake Kinson. He will join us at 1 o'clock right here on the fan as Virginia's 23-game home winning streak came to an end. Pitt is now fifth in the ACC. Back home Saturday against Louisville at 6.30. Our coverage right here on the fan begins at 6 o'clock. Headlines, they're powered by Bowser and Genesis of Monroeville. Now open for more, 937thefan.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, City Limits. Let's go back out to the Sullivan Super Service Fan Hotline, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years. The big boy is on the line, Dr. Marcus Cabali. Kaboom. Dr. Cabali, the last time you were on with us, you expressed uh, your thought that Mitch Trubisky might still be here. He's not. What happened? Oh, you know, I'm surprised I can hear you. I was cut up for a while there. Yeah, a little surprising, Joe. I thought they would wait a little bit longer into the process before they uh, made that decision, but... um, I mean, a lot of things had to go right for Mitch to come back. And that's probably better off for him, better off for everybody involved. I don't know if I quite buy wanting him that he wanted to leave. I'm sure they didn't want him around anymore. You could see that late last year inside the Lucas Oil Stadium when he walked off the field into that locker room. The look on his face, you could tell he was pretty much done as a Pittsburgh Steeler. I thought if they they were backed into a corner, maybe they could bring him back, but uh, not that big of a loss, right? I don't think so, no. You wrote a piece today called Why the Steelers Must Give Kenny Pickett Legitimate Competition. Uh, I see it as two choices here. One, you bring in a caretaker who's really not competition like Tannehill, or Mm -hmm. you bring in somebody like Russell Wilson or... Justin Fields, and I think if you do that, then Pickett becomes the backup, in my opinion. But yep. but what did I mean, you, what did you mean here, and who who provides yeah. this competition? 
Yeah, you basically punt if you bring those guys in. I mean, I don't believe Russell Wilson would be, be coming in and, and a million things would have to go right for them to even consider, I think, Justin Fields. But if they bring either one of those two in, that means the Kenny Pickett era is over. You're done. And if you bring in, like you said, Tannehill, that means you're a number two guy to help him out here. The only guy I really look at that provides legit competition was the guy that was here last year, Mason Rudolph. He comes in. He's already know he already he already has the locker room, you know. I mean, people like him. They know he can be successful. The, the leash is definitely shorter on Kenny Pickett with Mason Rudolph there because he did it last year. I mean, Mike Tomlin didn't hesitate to go to him last year. If you're looking for a true competition and saying it's 50-50, go out there and best man win, Kenny, maybe you get a little bit the benefit of the doubt because you're the – 20th overall pick, but we want you to feel uncomfortable and see how you react here. The only way that happens is if the guy that's, I think this is Mason Rudolph, a guy that has done it, improved it, and they felt comfortable with him to go, you know, with him last year. If they bring in the other any other guys, like you said, you're either handing it to Kenny or you're kicking Kenny out the door. Do you think going after Justin Fields would be a good idea? And do you think the Steelers are interested? Well, I would never turn down Justin Fields. I want as many good players as I can possibly can have. However, um, there's a business side of this, and the business side to me just doesn't add up. I mean, you're a guy that you have to really, really believe in Justin Fields, what he's done over these past three years to make a move on him. I mean, you look at what it might be take just to acquire him. I know uh, Brad Spielberger's on morning show all the time from PFF. He says a second and a fifth. You're giving up a second and a fifth. Then we pretty much have to guarantee him picking up his fifth-year option at 22 guaranteed is a hefty, hefty price for a guy that really hasn't done a lot right now. I think they're really committed to see what Kenny Pickett can do moving forward here, giving him that one last opportunity. And you know what? If if worse comes to worse and Kenny does fail, you know, next year, if Justin Fields very well could be out there again, to be honest with you. I mean, if they're going to draft a quarterback in the first or second round and keep him in Chicago, nobody else trades for him, he could be a free agent next year for a little bit of a cheaper price. So if there was no financial things attached to this, Joe, I would be like, go for it. But, man, that's 20 you would owe him – Two draft picks, three million this year and twenty-two next year for a flip of the coin. I don't know if I would be willing to take that chance on him. Do you miss Ron? Oh, everybody misses Ron. What do you think he's doing right now? Uh, you think Ron? Huh? Probably walking on the beach. I don't know, getting some free and free light, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What, what do you think Ron could possibly be doing? One of three things, uh, or all of them at the same time, reading a book, drinking, and walking. Those are his three favorite things. Uh, that sounds like that would get old in a hurry. Did you text him yet to wish him well or how you he's know, doing I, in Florida? I, I, Joe, I, that wouldn't, I, for a lot I, of people, that wouldn't get old in a hurry. Uh, walking, reading, and drinking. I don't know. After a while, I, I, you know, I get a little antsy. I need to do something but that's for Ron. i texted him like eight times 
since he announced his retirement and still haven't gotten a response from him. Wow. He cut look, you look off. How, upon you know what that yeah. is? Mm. That's like the Fort Myers Belfont snorkel right there. <laughs> that is rough for him just <laughs> to cut you off. No, done, done. Like I don't exist. I'm going to have to have a word with him about that. He sent me a shot of him right when the Super Bowl started on his deck in Fort Myers with the lake in the background, a University of Buffalo T-shirt on, and a yingling in his right hand. He looked like the happiest man on the planet Earth. If he would have sent that to me, I would have sent an emoji back with some middle finger or something like that. (laughs) How How about the cuts the other day? Big boy, what did you make of those? But almost the more interesting, they seemed obvious to me, the most interesting stories who didn't get cut and some names that yeah. come to mind are Ogan Joby, Patrick mm-hmm. Peterson right off the top. Does this mean that they're safe? Is that a good idea? I think those two are safe regardless. I mean, I don't really see that Patrick Peterson's in danger whatsoever. I mean, Tomlin loves him. He can play multiple positions. They might end up moving him for, to safety. Ogan Joby, of course, he, he has not lived up to his billing. He's made what is he made twenty some million in two years, and he really hasn't produced. However, you look at that depth there, and you're scratching your head and saying, hmm, "We might have to bite the bullet one more year on this guy, even though he hasn't produced what he leads what he, what he should be doing." So I don't know. I don't know that either one of those two will end up getting cut. I look at a guy like. Oh, you know, obviously Allen Robinson is going to be gone. You're not going to pay him $10, $11 million. Um, you're going to extend some people as well. But the Chooks thing a little bit curious to me. I mean, I thought for sure you could get a draft choice out of him. I mean, you could say how bad he stinks and he's no good. But the NFL is just dying for any sort of offensive lineman. And a guy that has 50-some-odd starts and 26 years old, you think could at least warrant a six-round pick. But that's, I guess that they just wanted to wash their hands with him and just say, forget it, you know, what happened last year. So uh, those weren't surprising. Harvin, I guess, a little bit. I mean, why not bring him back on his last year and have him compete? But, uh, you know, there will be some more here. But I can see some more, some extensions coming up here. I mean, they have to do something with Hayward. I don't think he's going to be a $22 million cap hit. They can extend him for a year or two. There's going to be a bunch of, you know, book, bookkeeping stuff of restructures that can get under the cap. So they'll be able to easily get under the cap and make some moves here. Uh, I think the big one, Joe, is Mason Rudolph. I mean, I'm Omar Khan. I'm the Steelers. I approach him before the March 13th free agency hits and make him an offer, an offer that he has to very seriously think about. If it's two for 10, two for 12, whatever it is, that's, where, that's my number one priority moving forward to see, to see if I could get him back here at a reasonable price. You know, to me, I don't, I'm not a big Ryan Tannehill guy. I, I think it's just a waste of money, a waste of time. Do you think it's true that player sentiment in the locker room would be in, is in favor of Rudolph over Pickett, and would that create a problem? I think right now it, it probably is because Rudolph has made those guys successful. And I mean those guys, I mean 14, 22, and 18, right? But if Kenny Pickett comes out and starts throwing the ball to him and be, be the Kenny Pickett of preseason in the, the offseason last year, I'm quite sure those guys will gravitate toward Kenny Pickett 
now all of a sudden, you know, air quotes, like him again. So I don't think they have anything against Pickett. They just like Mason because they get him the ball. He got him the ball in the last three, four games that made them, you know, have some decent numbers and a potential contract moving forward. So I don't think that would be an issue. You sound mildly depressed today. Are you okay? Uh, no, man. Once the off season, you know, this is a little bit of the dead part of the season. I'm like, Ron, man. After a, after a while, you know, you're like happy. Oh, season's over. I'm so happy. And after a week or two, you're like, man, I'm bored. Nothing to do here. But hey, combine's coming up in another week or so, and free agency. So I'll be my happy-go-lucky self, Joe. All right. Well, let me give you some quick uh, free association to end this thing. May we? All right. All three of these men, Patrick Peterson, Allen Robinson, and Larry Ogunjobi will be back next season. I mean, they could all be back. Too long of an answer. Well, I would say yes or no. No, but Robinson could come back at a cheaper price. Next question. Uh, Who's going to be the backup quarterback? Mason Rudolph. Well, Mason Rudolph. Are you a Russell Wilson fan, yes or no? Absolutely not. Are you a Justin Fields fan, yes or no? Lukewarm. All things being equal, what position would you draft with the 20th pick? Defensive line. Will they go after Patrick Queen? No. In five words or less, what did you make of T.J. Watt blowing off the award ceremony? Good for him. (laughs) I like that. We'll end on that one. (laughs) Thank you, doctor. All right, Joe. Take it easy, buddy. Boy, did he sound depressed, City Limits. Did he not like me starting out with Trubisky there? I was just busting his chops. Maybe part of it, but it's also the end of football season. I know. They should all go visit Ron. He should have a big party for all the writers at the end of football season. He should, and they can all watch the XFL together, or the UFL now. Yeah. Is that what it's called, the UFL? Yeah, the XFL and the USFL merged to form the UFL. They'll never learn. 50-minute mark on the fan brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Jeep Dodge Route 19 in Peters Township, celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. Blake Hinson coming up next. He lit up Virginia last night to the tune of 27 points. Yes, Virginia, there is a Blake Hinson. And man, can he shoot. And man, do they look good. And man, are they red hot. Let's talk to Blake Hinson coming up next. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Check out special financing for qualified buyers on new Silverado 1500 trucks. High of 39 today. Let's talk a little NBA, shall we? Uh, FanDuel has all kinds of things going on right now. You can get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 bucks if your bet wins. I keep talking about the Warriors. The Cavaliers finally lost a game, but they've been hot. Look for healthy and hot down the stretch here. Kaminga over. Those are two good words. Quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Starkey and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA, 21-plus and present, PA. First online real money wager only, $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire Seven days after receipt, see terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
I'm Austin Bechtel with your fan headline. 74-63, the win for Pitt last night at Virginia. 27 for Blake Hinson. He joins us next. Virginia's 23-game home winning streak now over. Pitt has won four in a row, fifth place in the ACC, back home Saturday to take on Louisville. Duquesne lost to Dayton last night. Robert Morris is at Youngstown State tonight. Penn State at Michigan State. Penguins are at home, first of a back-to-back against the Florida Panthers tomorrow in Chicago. Headlines are powered by Bowser and Genesis of Monroeville. Now open for more. Go to 937thefan.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.